And we are live. Welcome to an episode of Living Light Outdoors on the mic with you tonight and on the camera once again as we are bypassing our uh, <laughs> our um, funnel down on the other program. We're doing this on YouTube and then I'm sharing that link over onto our Facebook. So we are, uh, we are videoing tonight. We're glad you're with us. And I, I know you can't watch me live. I know that's a little bit of a struggle. But we'll get back to that as soon as they let me. But with that, I want to jump in. This is Wednesday. We are going to do week five of how to be filled with the Holy Spirit. We, we've been studying the Holy Spirit for quite some time. I've actually got some more we're going to do that we'll start next week. But we're going to finish this particular series on how to be filled with the Holy Spirit, uh, week five. The subtitle of this tonight is How You Can Be Filled with the Holy Spirit. How you can be filled with the Holy Spirit. I know we've talked a great deal about why, hows, whens, whats. Well, now we're going to talk about how you can. You can be filled with the Holy Spirit through faith. You, you became a Christian by faith. You, you surrendered your life to Christ by faith. He entered your life by faith. You are a follower of Jesus by faith. You can be filled with the Holy Spirit by faith. You should walk in the Spirit by faith the same as you do as in your Christian walk. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 through 9 says this, you or for you are saved by grace through faith, and this is not from yourselves. It is God's gift, not from works, so that no one can boast. You're, you're saved by grace through faith. You have a faith that Jesus Christ died for you on a cross. He shed his blood for you. He, he sacrificed his life for you. He was, he was buried. He rose again, and he's, he's ascended into heaven preparing a home for you, and he's paid for your sin. When you surrender to him, you, his blood covers you. When you accept him into his life, his blood covers you, and his spirit fills you. Remember, we talked about it. He's going to a place. He's going to go away because the comforter will come and we need the comforter more than we need him. That comforter being the Holy Spirit and he allowed it to come to us to, so that we could be filled with the Holy Spirit. You do not have to beg God for what he has already said is already yours. It's a gift. Colossians 2 verse 6 says, So then, just as you have received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to walk in him. Several factors contribute to preparing your heart to, for the filling of the Holy Spirit, or the infilling, whichever you want to look at. One, you must desire to live a life that will please the Lord. You want to walk in His Spirit, you want to walk in faith, you want to walk in, in, in relationship with Him, you've got to lead a life that pleases the Lord. There's a lot that goes into that, the Bible's full of instructions on that. <clears throat> Two, you must confess any sin which the Holy Spirit calls to your remembrance and claim his forgiveness. Claim his forgiveness in that. So the Holy Spirit convicts us. The Holy Spirit, you know, we can go along through life and we're doing really good and life is good and we got our mindset. We're, we're on track. We're, we're doing what we feel like God has called us to do. And then bam, out of nowhere, we have some kind of a meltdown Somebody cuts us off in traffic. Somebody says the wrong thing to us. It gets crossways in our crawl, and everything melts out. There's this Holy Spirit conviction that comes upon my heart. When, when I lose my cool, when I lose my place, when I, when I stumble and fall, this Holy Spirit, it, it might not be immediate. Sometimes I got to cool down. But the Holy Spirit comes upon me and was like, dude, seriously? 
Is that really who you want to be? That's not who you are anymore. And it brings me to this place where I literally have to apologize. I literally surrender once again, saying, God, forgive me for that. Help me be stronger in that area. Don't let me melt down like that again. And I do this frequently. This isn't something that's like once a month or this is like sometimes once a day, sometimes five times a day. It just depends on where I'm at and what I'm doing. We're human and our human nature is at war with our spiritual nature constantly. But sometimes we have to confess any sin the Holy Spirit calls to our remembrance and we claim his forgiveness over that. And number three, you must be willing to surrender the control of your life to Christ according to the command of God. We're no longer our own. We've been bought with a price. We belong to Jesus. When we surrender to him, we give him the keys to our kingdom. We give him the keys to our heart. He is now Lord of our life. We talked a little bit about this recently. You, you can't be a follower of Christ if he's not Lord of your life. It doesn't work that way. When you accept him, he becomes Lord. He becomes ruler over this house, this this life. Sorry about that. Hit the camera, Got the microphone. But we've got to be willing to surrender the control of our life to Christ according to the command of God. So those three elements, you must have a desire to, to live a life that will please the Lord. You must confess any sin the Holy Spirit calls to your remembrance and claim his forgiveness. And you must be willing to surrender the control of your life to Christ according to the command of God. Again, we are not filled with the Holy Spirit because we desire to be filled, not because we confess our sins or present our bodies to our Lord as a living sacrifice. We are filled by faith and by faith alone. When we accept Christ, the Holy Spirit comes to reside in us. This, this outpouring, this infilling, this, this surge of the Holy Spirit inside of us, this, this fire that sets upon us, comes when we're in full surrender to him and it manifests itself. Ask the Holy Spirit to show you any unconfessed sin. Yeah, we, I, and I've, I've preached a lot about this. You know, our hearts, like we got a lot of closets in there, you know, I mean, you know how it is when company's coming over and you shove everything in the closet and you close the door and you ain't opening that door while company's home, right? We kind of do that with God too. There's a lot of things that, that instead of giving up, we shove over here in the closet. We sweep it under the rug. We, we, we put it out of sight, out of mind. And, and oftentimes we do that, especially when we're in his presence. But when we feel like we're not in his presence, then that closet's not as uh, unaccessible, right? We've got to ask the Holy Spirit to show us any of our unconfessed sin. Clean out our closets. Open every closet door and sweep us clean. Let the Holy Spirit work in you just just let him have access to your whole life, your whole heart, your whole mind and spirit, and let him convict you of things that maybe you need to change. Maybe there's a habit that you have that needs to change. I, listen, we can talk about this. Um, I chewed Copenhagen snuff for 22 years. 22 years of that garbage in my mouth. Uh, started when I was in seventh grade, and it, and it and it. I just held on to it all those years. Um, I, I, when I surrendered my life, truly, when I had my moment and, and, I, and I could not go any further, there was that darkness that came upon me and it was a complete God encounter. It was no longer an experience. It was an encounter with God. It changed my life forever. But that night, and I'm well into my adulthood now, 
that night I surrendered my life to Christ. I still had my snuff can in my back pocket. Honestly, and I, I'll offend some people with this. It's okay. I've done it before. <laughs> That's kind of funny. Um, but but it's true. I've offended some people before with some of my analogy. That can of snuff was not a hell or heaven issue for me. Now, it might be for somebody. That's cool. You handle your life, I'll handle mine. But me and God would deal with that. That was that, but that was my deal, and I was a struggle. It was a struggle in my life. But there came a point after my surrender, after my complete turnaround, after my God encounter, I think God began cleaning me up. There, there were things in my life that we dealt with as I went along. There's been things that we've dealt with all over these years past. You know, my anger, my attitude, my, you know, whatever it might be. <laughs> so. But that snuff can came into play one particular night. Not out of the blue, but I had tried to quit multiple times, just I couldn't do it. I mean, it was, I just couldn't do it. It was a terrible habit. I could not, on my own, quit it. So I got angry. I got angry because it was a baggage in me that I didn't want, but I couldn't seemingly take it away from me. So I told God one night, this habit's no longer mine, it's yours. When you want it out of my life, you take it. Worked for me, might not work for you. I'm just telling you what I did. That went on for a little while. I can remember the very the very night. It was a Sunday night. And my family and I walked into church. I threw a chew out going in the doors. Went in, we sat down. It wasn't anything particular that the pastor preached. It was just a sermon. It was a message. And I had I just had this this crazy feeling to spend some time with the Lord after service. So so in the altar call, I made my way to the front. I found myself on my face before the Lord. I did some carpet time. And, and, and me and God just had to work some things out. I got up from that moment and I walked away never to put a grain of, of that Copenhagen snuff in my mouth ever again. Period. Zero. Had it in my fingers a couple of times because, you know, I was angry and thought, I'm just, this is just dumb, right? Satan was taking me on a train ride. But I never put any in my mouth again. I had a 20, 20 almost 22 year habit. Up to almost two cans of snuff a day at the end. But when the Holy Spirit convicted me of it, God took it from me and it was over. I've never dealt with it since. It's never an issue. I'm around people constantly who chew. I don't have to hide from it. Matter of fact, I had eight cans of it with me when I went into the youth ministry and I moved them with me to Colorado because my wife was like, what are you doing? And I'm like, just to prove a point, I've got eight cans of that garbage sitting in my closet because I used to buy it in bulk, and it is it has no hold on me. I can have it in my closet and not desire it. It's not an issue. It's not a struggle. God delivered me from it. The Holy Spirit convicted me. I gave it to God. He took it away. End of story. That's impressive. I love that story. And it's mine. But we ask the Holy Spirit to show us any unconfessed sin in us. 1 John 1, 9 says this, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. God, the, the Holy Spirit will cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Then, then we need to claim the, the filling of the Holy Spirit by faith. Just begin to speak it out. God, I know that you've made it a gift. I know that you've made it available. And Father, tonight I claim the filling of the Holy Spirit in my life right now. 
God, I ask you to let those tongues of fire set upon my head, fill me with your Holy Spirit that empowers me to be the man or woman of God that you've called me to be for such a time as this. On the basis of God's command in Ephesians 5.18 and God's promise in 1 John 5.14 through 15, and and Ephesians 5.18 actually says this, and don't get drunk with wine, which leads to the reckless living, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. Don't be don't be don't be wasted on the world's pleasures. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. First John 5, 14, 15 says this. This is the confidence that we have before him. If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears whatever we ask, we know that we have whatever we have asked him. Let me say that again. <laughs> This is the confidence we have before him. If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears whatever we ask, we know that we have what we have asked him for. Now, there's some, there's some key elements in this passage of Scripture. I don't want to confuse you. If we ask anything according to his will, not my will, his will. So we confuse that a lot when we're praying and asking God for things and we're not seeing answers. We've got to learn to ask in his will. God, whatever your will be done. That's a whole other sermon. I've been through that one too. But when we do so, we'll receive whatever we ask of him. Do you sincerely desire to make Jesus Christ your Lord and be controlled and empowered by his Holy Spirit? It's a simple question. Do you sincerely desire to make Jesus Christ your Lord and be controlled and empowered by the Holy Spirit? It's a yes or no. It's not a, mm, I don't know. That's no, a yes or no. I, I desire, deeply desire to be completely filled and controlled by his Holy Spirit. Romans chapter 12, verse 1 through 2 says this, Therefore, love that, because of this, that's what that word means, Therefore, brothers and sisters, in view of the mercies of God, I urge you, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true worship. Do not be conformed to this age, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may discern what is that good, pleasing, and perfect will of God. Man, that's a that, that's a refrigerator prayer. Again, put that on the fridge. Romans 12, 1 and 2. Matthew 5, 8, 6. <clears throat> 5 verse 6 says this, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. If you hunger and thirst for a right standing with God, you will be filled. Because a right standing with God includes being filled with the Holy Spirit. Here, here's what I want you to do. We're going to pray. <clears throat> and I want you to pray this with me. I'm going to pray it. You, you say it, okay? Literally, as you watch this, listen to this, whatever it is you're doing, as I pray this prayer, I want you to repeat it after me, okay? Let's do this. Dear Father, I need you. I acknowledge that I have been in control of my own life. And as a result, I have sinned against you. I thank you. You have forgiven my sins through Christ's death on the cross for me. I now invite you, Lord, to take control of my heart. Become the Lord of my heart. 
Fill me with your Holy Spirit as your word commands me to be filled. You promised in your word that you will fill me if I ask in faith. So right now I'm asking to be filled with your Holy Spirit and power. I pray this in the authority of the name of Jesus Christ. As an expression of my faith, I now thank you for filling me with your Holy Spirit and for taking control of my life. Amen. That word, oh man, amen, translates to so be it. Lord, so be it. Everything that we have just asked for, so be it. In Jesus' name, fill us with your Holy Spirit. Let us walk in power. Empower us by the Spirit's might, not by our own. We've been through five weeks of, of how to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Week number one, we learned what it means to be filled. Week two, why did the Holy Spirit even come? He came to glorify Christ. Week three, what does it mean to be filled with the Holy Spirit? It means to abide in Him. Number four, week four, why are we not filled with the Holy Spirit? We lack knowledge. And week five today, how can I be filled with the Holy Spirit? By asking in faith. Lord, we ask in faith tonight. Fill us full of your Holy Spirit and power. Empower us, embolden us to be the men and women of God you have called us to be, no matter our age, no matter our rank, no matter our position, and no matter our place in life. God, use us right where we are to seek out that which is lost so that it may be found. Our time's coming short. We don't have any more time to play any more games. The Spirit of the Lord is upon us. We're a part of this, this latter rain, this, this end-time remnant rising up. It's not going to come out of these big mega churches. It's going to come from the heart that's hungry for God. It's going to come from a heart who's desperate to see God move. I, I posted last night. I, I spent quite a bit of time last night after I went to bed. I couldn't go to sleep. And Rhonda and I, on our little weekend trip um, over the last weekend, we, she was she kept singing this little ditty, and we finally listened to it uh, in the car coming home. But it was that I speak Jesus, Charity Gale's version, I speak Jesus. And we listened to that, and, and last night that song was on my mind, and I pulled it up on YouTube, and I listened to it again, and, and I cried out over my family. I cried out over those that I know. I cried out over all who are lost, that I speak Jesus over them. And part of that is, Lord, let your holy fire come. Let your Holy Spirit come in fire. I speak Jesus over you tonight. I speak his Holy Spirit over you tonight. God, I ask you to break down any wall that's keeping us from coming near you, that's keeping us from allowing you to fill us full to overflow so that whatever you pour into us affects everything around us. God, let it be so tonight. So be it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you guys. Thank you so much for holding fast. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for following. Continue to share these out, if you will. Click the link. Copy the link. Post it into a text message. Put it into your, your Facebook feed. Send it in an email. Whatever it takes. Get these messages out to those in need. Somebody out there needs to, you have no idea how many times I've randomly shared my link with someone who doesn't normally adhere to whatever I'm doing or follow me. 
And I get these messages back of, you have no idea how much I needed to hear that today, right now. God's like that. He'll move on your heart. Share these words with other people. Speak life into them. Amen. I speak Jesus over you. You speak Jesus over them, whomever them is in your life. Speak Jesus over your family. Amen. God bless you guys. We love you. If you can support us financially, you know where all the giving links are, www.livingloudoutdoors.com. On our Facebook page, even right on the podcast link, support us if you can financially. Please continue to pray with us, pray for us, walk with us, journey with us. We're in this thing together, and we will win. Amen. Rhonda and I love you. God bless you. We'll talk to you again real soon.